Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bobby and I have been together a number of years, going back to our time together in Carolina. And, you know, his dad was with us for a number of years here. And good family. Bob is a good coach. He's developed players. And I think when you evaluate a coach, it's are you taking what you have and making it better? It doesn't get any need to get any more complex than that. And Bobby's done that. Sean McDermott, after the season ended, talking about the man he promoted to defensive coordinator today, Bobby Babbage. There's Bob and there's Bobby, the father of the son. One trivia question? Sure. It is about the Chiefs. It's about Mahomes, but I still want to ask it. Okay. I'm getting texts like we came, it came out talking to Ross. Like, you know, you said the face of the earth line. Like, I'm, I'm getting texts. Enough. <laughs> but he, he had a pretty cool interaction there, so sorry. Um, For sure. Yeah. And I and look, I'm I get I, I get I get that reaction. Um, I'm I think and then you're somewhat like minded, maybe not about them right now specifically, um, but I, dynasties are generally good. You know, like I, it, it even even if you hate them and root against them, like that that's a meter mover. I'd rather care than not care. Yes, so, I I am the same way. I said that I think maybe last week talking about that game or some game like it where like I have room for Kansas City because I think it's interesting when in sports a player or a team comes along that brings out questions about their greatness all time and so I I like when that happens you know I I appreciate um, this is leaving the bills out of it I appreciate Ross's point about wanting to see new people experience championships Mm -hmm. and championship games but um, they're kind of all the same to me. Like I, I, I want interesting content, like discussions from sports. Yeah. It's what yeah. it's a it's most of why I love sports is how that comes that comes to the surface. And when it's two random teams, you know, other sports especially, uh, it doesn't do as much for me. I'll put it mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't do as much for me. Patrick Mahomes' winning percentage in the playoffs is fourteen and three. That is, or that's his record. His winning percentage is eighty-two percent. Mm-hmm. Only one quarterback since Bart Starr has a better playoff winning percentage than Mahomes. I assume we're leaving out a quarterback who might be. Well, could a quarterback be one and zero? Because you're playing the next week. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't even have a minimum number of starts attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, to be unless it's a hundred percent, to be above eighty-two percent, you would need to play at least six games. Like if you were four and one, you'd be below eighty-two percent. You'd be eighty percent. Right. And as, as it happens, this quarterback 
went five and one in his career in the playoffs. Can you think of who that might be? Could that be Joe Flacco? Uh, no, but in a sense, you're close, maybe. Oh, Trent Dilfer. Dilfer, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> all right. Five and one. He went one and one, I think, with Tampa Bay, his original team, and then four and zero oh with the Ravens in uh, in two thousand. Only quarterback. I think it's it's Star Dilfer and maybe like uh, Sid Luckman who have better playoff win win rates than Mahomes. Well, that's that, uh, that's enough of that. Yeah, that's right. enough of that. I wonder. I wonder how good Montana was before Kansas City. Oh, I mean, there 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 had to be lo- there losses there too. But they lost in eighty. What year was it in Washington? Um, eighty two or eighty three? They lost one in Washington. He got blown out by the Giants in uh, like eighty seven. The the Leonard Marshall game. He lost that. Right, right. So a lot of wins, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four four rings. That's already too many losses, probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like maybe maybe something, including Kansas City, maybe something like eighteen and six. I yeah. want to say something like that. I'm going to look that up now. I want to know how close that is. Hmm. I want to bring up the Lions again. Is that all right? Sure. Like everything's every topic is kind of a headache. I wouldn't blame anybody for like, oh, Taylor Swift, oh, fourth down. Uh, it just It's all kind of insufferable at this point. There are a couple things about... Like, I, what, love the ta- I love the Taylor Swift stuff. Okay, fine. I, I, mean, <laughs> I just find it uh, just endlessly hilarious. That was fun with Trista today. Like, all right, who wants to tell, you, who wants to tell me that the Chiefs just had to be in the Super Bowl? I don't know why they have to win now because, you know, ratings, money, Trista's whole campaign... <laughs> Since Taylor Swift showed up on the scene in Kansas City, it was like, right. yeah, this is just a money grab. Well, why? If you think you think that again, logical progression, take it all the way. They're going to play in the Super Bowl. We should have known. We should not even right. have considered that they would lose. Right. I guess. I don't know. I'm like 95 percent kidding, not 100. I shouldn't have been nervous going into that game against Kansas City because it was obvious they were going to lose. It was fated to happen. So I mean, I should have just accepted it. I, that would have been the smart move. All right, I'm sorry. So what about the Lions? Well, I've got two points, and I'd like to hear how you feel about both of these. One is maybe it was around this time yesterday. We took a call from a, a, a fan who made the point that you hear that I hear a lot. Well, it's the playoffs, though. It's yeah. one thing in the regular season to be this bold, aggressive, whatever, reckless, if you don't like it, which you might call it. It's another in the playoffs, though. I fail to comprehend the logic behind that. It, it's all, all those, all that math is about your chances of winning a given game. It has nothing to do with any other game you're playing. So whether it's week one or the Super Bowl, it still serves the same purpose to me. How do I best, how do I, you know, best uh, give myself a chance to win the mm-hmm. game. How, how do I do that? What should I do here that right. gives me the best chance of winning? Why would that be less of a thing in the playoffs? It should even if it's anything, it's more. Yeah. It's just more crucial. I I think because my my guess is this part of the question. Like, what? Why do you, why why do people end up there? Why do we hear that so often? 
Um, I think because anxiety levels are ratcheted way up when the playoffs are here. And so people who naturally want to be more careful are going to be even more careful and therefore more critical if they think reckless. Um, I think that's, that's it. It's just, it's, it's, the stakes are higher. So you're, it's emotional that you don't want to take the chance to begin with. And that's only amplified by being in the bigger stage. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hold water to me if you believe in it and that this is how you think you get, you get the best chance to win by playing like that, by going for it like that. And you've done it. You're nowhere near the spot you're in to begin with. If you haven't played like that all year, then you keep playing that way. Right. I I mean, I just, it doesn't make, but I understand it. I mean, it's more, you know, it's just more anxiety and that just gets ratcheted up. Yeah. A a caller yesterday maybe also made a poker comparison and i was thinking about blackjack for this like i've seen this at a casino and it probably has been me although blackjack references in one day look at you what was the other one earlier with trista the the hand of cards at the oh yeah that's right that's right um you know you have only so much money at the table and you know the strategy of blackjack there are times when you want to double your bet so you get you put a bigger bet out, maybe you're just sort of, for whatever reason, you have a bigger bet out than normal, and I, I can remember times when I'd be like, oh, I don't want to have to double this, right? Because I'm say I'm betting $100 on one hand of blackjack. Now I'm going to be in a situation where I probably should double it, and I only have so much. Like, that's a high, too high of a percentage of my bankroll. Mm-hmm. But you got to do it. Because that's what, to win, you've got, you've got to make the bigger bet. And if the odds are with you, you get, you know, an a, a 11 against a 10 or something, or even something against a 6, something more obvious, you you got to do it. Um, sometimes in blackjack, you end up splitting hands and end up playing four hands. And then it's like, oh, my God, I need an ATM in the middle of the hand. But <laughs> it's it's about the odds. Like you said, it's about do you believe in this or don't you? And that's it can be the end of it. It can be most of it. But it wouldn't be less important in the bigger spots. And that's kind of what that other question implies. This, too. This is a different point. Uh, A guy I look up to in the fantasy space is a guy named Denny Carter. He's never been on our show. He's with NBC. I've met him. And he has been tweeting about this a little bit. And he made a point about these. His quote was, there's a certain percentage of football fans who love field goals and punts. With Denny, sometimes I'm not sure if he's being sarcastic or what. But I do think he's right. If he's if he meant that, in the sense that what's one thing that's great about football and talking about it is the decision making stuff. That's what fuels us. Mm-hmm. As I've said many times over the years, we don't spend a lot of time talking about whether you know somebody should have come down with a pass. Sometimes should he have caught it? Digs. <laughs> it's instead right. Like that's an easy one. Right. Instead, we don't talk about should he have caught it. We talk about should he have thrown it. Right. Should they have thrown it? Should they have run it? Should they have kicked it? Should the coach have called for it? Yeah. All right. of it. Right. That's the stuff that, that goes beyond the athletic part of, of watching the sport that is so – it's invaluable to football. It, and if, if football becomes, well, we're never going to punt – because we shouldn't. We have numbers that tell us that. Never punt. Always go for two. Way less interesting. 
Yes. I think the equivalent is baseball with bunting and steals, where they figured out that that wasn't helping them win games. So they put it in a box. And now we're just we're going to try to hit a home run. Every time up, we feel like what's best is to try to hit a home run. And it got really boring. And and all this stuff toward going for it, two points, it's all it's all based on the numbers or else they wouldn't do it. Like as and as many people as there are mocking it, the only reason anybody's doing it is because it's backed by statistics. But if everybody does it always, we're we're going to lose out on that mm-hmm. decision. Then it's then your basketball. You take the ball out after a, a whistle, and you're trying to score. There's never a possession in basketball where you're not trying to score. You're never like sort of. They, they, there's a press and a trap, and you're around midcourt. You just throw it. You punt it. You just throw it down there. Let, because then they have to come the entire length of the court to score. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Every single possession, you are trying to score a basket, and there's never there's no punts in basketball. And and that's where you end up if there's no decision. You lose a lot. It's one of the most interesting things about football is the decision. Mm-hmm. And this is just one form of it. And so I don't know if we'll ever get with this sport to teams will never punt. I mean, it's, it's just universal. Yeah, I, 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 I doubt if it happens, it probably won't be during our careers or maybe even our lifetimes, Yeah, I would say. But, it, but you know, I mean, that's an excellent point. I mean, the – we've we've i think we've been over this you know over the years many times like the less interesting it becomes like that that is in no way good for for you know discussion um because if everyone agrees like what so what are we doing like i I miss yelling at you about the fourth down stuff but you know i have eyes and a brain (laughs) sorry you know i mean you should apologize i could have stayed where i was 10 or 15 years ago and we'd still be yelling at each other but i you know i i don't know i'd be i'd be embarrassed <laughs> well <laughs> I, I just like remember remember that too we want to have these sort of you know arguments because it's just it helps to make it interesting uh everybody's doing the same thing and baseball is really a great example of that it's not like you know they just got stuck with the shift and everything, they just got stuck. Like they, everything, all the teams were trying to do the best they could to win. That's what this is. It, it happens in football that this kind of thing is entertaining. You know, baseball. What got lost from baseball were th- like punting is not entertaining in and of itself. It's just, ooh, I wonder if I would have done that. Should they have yeah. done that? Let's go to Twitter. Let's go. Let's call in. And that's just, it's just big. All right, eight oh three oh five fifty to comment. Let's take a break. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.